1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. Well, now it feels like fall out there. It's time to get uh, Blankman out there freezing in his heavy parka and all of his uh, hoodies that he's got in his closet and get him outside for a football game. It feels more like winter than it does fall. It does a little bit out there this morning. It's six six above for that wind chill out there. But, oh, we all know it can get way worse. Yeah, it will. And it will. And it's crazy to think that this Friday, for the first round of football playoffs, 71 degrees on Friday. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I, I have done some playoff games in the past where it's short sleeve shirts. Yes. I've also done playoff games, first round games, where you're in parkas and hats and gloves and everything else. I remember going up to do Kemper at Hampton Dumont one night, and I swear the wind chill was like 40 below. Uh, it was just absolutely miserable. That, that might have been you and I, because I mean, that was yes. one of the coldest games I can remember. Yeah. In a long time. So then you pull out the headphones and the cords don't uncoil. Yep. And they're, they're supposed to be straight. Yeah. So you get those kind of games going on. I don't know. For a, for a quick weather report, we can check in with Honold and see how cold it is down there. How is it, how is it outside there, Honold? Well, I'm dressed like Blankman. I got the heavy coveralls, heavy coat, sweatshirt, warm gloves. It is cold. And somehow I got to get on a tractor with no cab. I don't know how I lost that, lost that bet. But uh, we're... Uh, we are chilly today. I had actually had ice in one of my cattle waters. So that tells you how cold it was. You know, I'll tell you, Jeff, after years of working on the farm myself, before I got into radio, if you work hard enough, it doesn't feel cold. I'm moving slow today. <laughs> the, old, the old blood's pretty thick. <laughs> wow, that's the way you're starting. That's how Blankman's rolling today with a quick slam there. So, uh, by the way, we'll, we'll start with this. How about this? Uh, um, your team lost. Nebraska lost. Yes. In, a, in a, a frustrating way. Yes. They lost to Purdue. You made the drive all the way out to West Lafayette. First of all, A, are you crazy? Or and B, uh, it's only about eight and a half hours. <laughs> that's all. You got, you got what, three hours of sleep before that? You were yes. fine. Yes. Uh, they went out there and lost. Iowa State lost to Texas. Last minute with some, I didn't even watch the game, honestly. Right. I didn't see it. I saw they lost. I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. And then I get a meme from an Iowa fan that said, uh, by week 33, Iowa 5, Honold. So you guys even lost the bye week. <laughs> you know, uh, you just can't make that kind of stuff up. And they, and they still scored less than seven points. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the defense, too. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that, w- that was kind of funny when I got that. Now, that was from an Iowa fan, by the way. Now, I will also say this, and I'm, I'm not one that likes to throw dirt, you know, on a grave or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I don't I, know. You just did earlier I, the, yes, the I program. Did. We can I, rewind the tape if you want me yeah, to. Yeah, sure. But uh, I also saw a tweet this week that, uh, you know, posted the score of the Tennessee-Alabama game and, and then commented that Iowa has scored less points in the entire season than what both of those teams scored in that game alone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was actually a stat out there that there's 170 or 195 Division One receivers that scored more points than Iowa has total. So it's it's tough. It's a it's and then when you got your uh, offense quarter, coordinator saying that they're not sure what the upside would be trading out quarterbacks, it's going to be a long year. And and you got Ohio State on the schedule. Yeah, I looked at the spread on that just. Just to be interested, that's twenty-eight and a half, and I don't think that's enough. I, I don't. I honestly don't think so either. I don't know. What do you think, Blackman? I think Iowa wins this one. <laughs> <laughs> Here we 
go. He's jumping on the bandwagon, folks. You need to get more sleep. <laughs> so that's the way kind of the college works. Didn't didn't really work out for any of us this last week. Let's talk about some other things that are happening. First of all, before we jump into playoffs, uh, your KCIM uh, Rewind All-Star festivities. You're ready to announce all that. Yeah, we, we sent out the invites yesterday and posted the information. I'll run through the information right now. And at the end of the show, I'd like to run through all of the kids invited real quick. Uh, but uh, our event will be held Sunday, November the 6th, down at the Carroll High School gym. Doors will open that day about 12.15. Festivities will start at around 12.30. Should be done before 4 o'clock, but we've reserved the gym up until about that time. Uh, what we're going to do is we'll play a Senior Volleyball Girls All-Star Match. Now, again, it's for seniors only, uh, simply because uh, under NCAA and uh, State of Iowa rules. Uh, Wait, the NCAA has rules anymore? Yes, they wow. still do. Um, only the seniors can participate in all-star game. So we're going to play a, a best of three sets. We're going to play it to 21 in the first two sets. If we need a third set, we'll play to 15. Between set one and set two, we're going to have a serving contest for the volleyball girls. Last year, I did not run it very well. This year, I've got it designed much better. We're going to break uh, the one side of the court into six different sections. Each section will be worth a certain amount of points, and kids will get a certain amount of time to serve uh, over the net and, and collect points. Then we'll play set number two. Following that, we're going to have a, a passing competition for the football boys. Um, I've got Austin Stolk right now building me a contraption that I'm going to be able to wheel out onto the court. It'll lock, and it's going to have different sized holes, and the kids will have to try and throw the football through the hole, and each hole will have different points. Um, so that'll be kind of a neat way for the passing competition this year. If we need to play a third set of the Volleyball Girls All-Star Match, then we'll do that then. If not, after that passing competition, we're going to have the football senior boys play a volleyball match, uh-huh. and we're going to play two sets to 15 there. Following the boys' all-star match, we will have the awards ceremony where all of the coaches and players uh, that have been invited uh, will receive their certificate and their t-shirt. So, again, looking forward to that Sunday, November the 6th. Again, everything is free and open to the public, so come on out and enjoy. All right, so that is on November the 6th. Yes, and right. we will announce the All Rewind teams for volleyball and football coming up Tuesday, November the 1st, right here on this program. All right, so let's talk about uh, volleyball playoffs, first of all. We just hit the opening round last night. Uh, seven teams all in action. Three teams go on, and four teams, unfortunately, have their season come to an end. Yeah, Jeff, you were down in the stands last night, as I called that uh, Nottaway Valley game. Bennett Blake was surprised. He thought you and I were a duo that worked together all the time. So he, <laughs> he mentioned last night that he thought we were a package deal. I says, well, I'm glad that we're not. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ardeman struggled a little bit set one, but then settled and played pretty well getting that sweep. After looking at the pair up there in the, in the crow's nest, I'm glad I didn't go up. <laughs> I, had a, I had my wife with me, so it was a lot better company. I didn't have to listen to any chirp in my Very ear true. all night. But, Very true. Uh, you know, Ottoman, uh, they're settling in. I think uh, I think you saw an early, uh, a young team early in the year. Um, they still, uh, I think, lose focus from time to time. Um, you know, most of the points they gave up were errors, a lot of serving errors, um, and just just general errors. But as far as play, I thought they played tremendously. I mean, they they passed the ball very well at times. Uh, you know, they set the ball really well most of the night and had some really nice really nice swings. But uh, boy, they gave up gave up a lot of errors, unforced errors, and you can't do that if you're going to play against a, a really good team like uh, Anthony Christian. 
which is who they're going to play coming up Wednesday in the second round. Esac County cruised in set one, and I don't know for sure what happened. They got down 21-10 in, in set number two, rallied back but lost 25-19, to 19, uh, and then kind of rolled in sets three and four to pick up a three sets to one victory. So the Raiders move on last night. To, they'll head over to Ridgeview. Going to now play that in Holstein. They built a new building uh, there, a new school with a new gym over in Holstein. Right. So instead of going to Shaler, which is what we used to do, um, you have to go now to Holstein uh, for that uh, matchup coming up on Wednesday night. Uh, the other team that advanced was Glidden Ralston. They uh, they roll last night in three over Storm Lake St. Mary's uh, and pick up a pretty convincing victory. I think they're going to have uh, an interesting matchup coming up. They're going to take on a West Bend Mallard team uh, who knocked off South O'Brien last night. West Bend Mallard out of the Twin Lakes Conference comes in about 500 overall. Uh, played well against South Central. Um, if I remember correctly, knocked off a good ESAC County team during the regular season, so um, it, it's going to be a good challenge for a very, very good Glidden Ralston ball club, Jeff. How concerning, by the way, I want to jump back to yeah. this. How concerning is it that lock, lack of focus in that second set? For Esac County in their first round matchup, it gonna, they're going to they can't afford to do it this coming uh, tomorrow night uh, over at Ridgeview. Ridgeview's very very good, um, 27 28 wins on the year. Uh, probably a team that should have been ranked, uh, you know, most of the year, even though they haven't been. So, uh, got to go out and play your best to be able to get through that matchup. Yeah, that is for sure, Jeff. Uh, your thoughts on a team that kind of you know loses focus like that during a match? <laughs> you know. You're dealing with high school kids. Uh, you know, you win it. You win it fairly easy, or you get a big lead in in the first set or in a set. It's easy to lose focus. You see it. Um, you see it quite often if you're, especially if you're, uh, if you're, if you're a lot better than the other team. Um, you know, I, I look for them to stay focused against the Redview team. You're not going to have time to to let down at all. So, um, again, high school kids, I, I kind of shrug that off when they lose a little bit of focus on on a team that they're handling pretty well. Let's talk about the Wednesday night matchups as you were talking about, Jeff. Uh, what jumps out for you and the teams that advanced on uh, Monday night? Um, for for Audubon, having seen Ankeny Christian Academy once this year in a tournament, uh, they opened up a tournament uh, with them. Um, you know, Coach Lang talked about it last night. Thought in set one, they were it was the Saturday morning after the Friday night homecoming dance. So set one was a little bit rough. Sets two and three were much much better. I think they'll have a chance to compete in that one. But Ankeny Christian Academy, thirty three and three on the season, ranked number six in the state class one A. So that's going to be quite of a bit of test for them. Um, also, uh, I, I like uh, East Sac Ridgeview. I think should be a really good matchup. This East Sac club's very, very talented uh, and has got a chance, I think, uh, to pick up a victory there. And then the, I mentioned the Glenn Ralston West Bend Mallard. I, I haven't seen West Bend Mallard this year, uh, but just in looking at some of the teams they've played and how they've played against them, if you're Glenn Ralston you can't look at that 500 record and go, this is going to be an easy one because I think that's a pretty decent West Bend Mallard ball club. Yeah, Jeff, your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, West Bend Mallard uh, has had some really good athletes through there, um, and they've been pretty solid in volleyball. They're just sometimes they get they run low on on people, but I would guess this year they're they're pretty strong just by you know you listen to that Twin Lakes, and they're they're going to be a smaller school in that Twin Lakes, so uh, that one should be interesting. I, Glenn Ralston uh, is really really good. Uh, they kind of flown under the radar all year long. Jeff's mentioned that multiple times, and. You know, if they play like they've been playing, I think they they get through this one. But it, it's going to be a test. It's not going to be should not be a three zero. It's probably going to be a four or five setter. 
Let's talk about those teams that bowed out uh, in the opening round. You have Coon Rapids, Baird, IKM, Manning, Arweva, Peyton, Chardin. Uh Again, I don't think uh, did any of them capture a set last night in those four matchups. Yeah, IKM, Manning ended okay. up falling 3-1 last night uh, and uh, played pretty well the way it sounds down at AHST of Oka Walnut to drop the first two sets, came back one set three, and then narrowly lost a set four. And I think you've seen the Wolves start to play much better here uh, over about the last two weeks of the season. So tip your cap to Coach Cron and, and that group of girls uh, after a rough start to the year to continue to buy in and stay focused and get better. And you can certainly tell that here over the last couple of weeks. Um, Arweva also, what a tough loss up at St. Ed. I know Tyler Bruner broadcasted that for us last night. Lost 28-26 in the first set. Uh, I, I think sometimes, and Jeff can verify this sometimes when you lose a tough one like that it's hard to bounce back they struggled in set two but then came back lost set three uh in a tight one just by a couple of points so it really gave a great effort last night up at st ed yeah when i was listening to tyler it sounded like uh you know errors i mean it just unforced errors are tough to overcome in a volleyball match especially if it's a tight one and they had a few of those and you know this time of year is where it really shows up so Again, a really good ball club. I like where they. I like where they finished. Um, you know, I thought they were a lot better here towards the end of the season. They were beginning of the season, but boy, you lose that first one. Um, you know, and it wears you down a little bit. And uh, again, you get into then you kind of mentally let go, and you get some unforced errors and in set two, and that's then that's a scramble to to kind of keep yourself back in the game. Yeah, we've talked about all four of those schools in the past have had some success yep. in, in, on the volleyball courts. But as we talk, uh, you know, sports is kind of cyclical. You can be up some years and down some other years. Uh, these programs right now, where do they stand at? Um, rebuilding um, and stuff. They're, you know, for our Weaver, they're going to lose quite a few seniors. Uh, for Coon Rabbits Baird, they're going to lose a great, a great group of seniors as well. They've got some really good young freshmen uh, that I think are going to be uh, really good players to build around. Uh, they ended up falling last night to a Griswold team that I saw at the Caminita tournament uh, last weekend or two weekends ago, I should say, and and uh, they're a good ball club, that Griswold team was. Uh, so they went down to the Crusaders last night, battled hard, probably played one of their best matches of the year, uh, but it ended up falling in three. And then for poor Peyton Chernan, they had to travel up to New Alfonda, who's I think a state-quality team this year. Uh, they're ranked number six or seven right now in Class 1A, and uh, that's a really good ball club. So Peyton Chernan falling last night, but kind of similar to, to uh, Cooner Abbott's Peyton Chardin's got some really good young freshmen uh, coming into the program, and I think Coach Smart's going to continue to build that program back up over there. All right, so those are four teams that end their season last night. Now, we haven't talked about a couple teams. They'll be playing on Wednesday night, their first action in the playoffs. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the Kemper matchup and the South Central Calhoun matchup before we get to Carroll tonight. Yes, uh, Kemper, uh, they're going to take on Underwood, former Audubon head coach Lynn Stein uh, down at Underwood. Uh, that's a team that uh, had some real good potential coming into this year, um, has maybe struggled a little bit more than what people thought they would. But uh, I really like the way Kemper's playing right now. Um, I know they struggled a little bit dropping a couple of sets to Glenwood a few weeks ago but then came back for a 3-0 win uh, after that to win 3-2 overall but uh, I think Jeff ever since that match they've really been pretty dominant yeah you and I talked I think that was the wake up you know they came out set one they were just hammering Glenwood then they kind of mentally relaxed and, and almost lost that in three and well, I tell you what, ever since then, they have been locked in, focused, and have just been pounding people. Uh, and I, I, I keep looking back. I think that was the match. I know Coach was really excited about it and thought, 
they, they turned the corner and were playing better. I, I agree with him. I think that was the match that kind of kind of got them going and, and snapped them into what they are now. And, and what they are now is what we thought we'd see at the end of the year is a, a very, very good team with state quality and, and can really give fits to a lot of people. And their run to a potential state tournament bid, uh, Missouri Valley, who was uh, the number one seed in that uh, region, uh, not got knocked off the other day by Trainer and by Riverside, I should say, and they've dropped behind Kemper now in the rankings. They're number 14, so Kemper is the highest-ranked team in that region. But the other team that uh, I was talking with, Coach Lang, last night from Audubon that's starting to play really, really well here over the last two, three weeks is Trainer. Uh, so that could be an interesting matchup uh, for uh, Kemper in their second round, their second round round at game uh, if they can get by Underwood coming up uh, tomorrow night. And then South Central Calhoun, uh, they're going to be hosting West Monona. I think they, they probably roll through that one if they show up focused and, and ready to go for their first match of the year. And then things will get a little tougher. They'll take on either Ridgeview or Esac County. They swept Esac this year uh, and a split with the Ridgeview. And then they've got Hinton sitting on the other side of that bracket and Hinton, the top five team in Class 1A as well. So, uh, or excuse me, Class 2A. So, um, their route, not real easy, but, Jeff, they're a team to me that's got a chance to be able to make a run to state. Yeah, when they're on, when they're playing right, um, you know, they, they're as good as anybody. You know, they, you saw that playing Kemper. Uh, you know, they can play with anybody. It's just if they're, if they're locked in and if they're playing well. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it. But uh, they, I, I, they've got as good a shot as anybody's going to state there. I think they're probably matched up well with, uh, with Hinton, and I think they're matched up really well with Ridgeview. Let's talk about the Carroll Tigers. They've got that matchup tonight. Their opening round matchup with the Tornadoes. Got them here at home tonight. Jeff, you're going to have the call on that one. Certainly will. And 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 I think for Carroll High, played their best match of the year to you know against ADM to wrap up the regular season. I think they gained a lot of confidence there. And for me, for them, it's going to start in the back row. Uh, at times this year, they've struggled to get the ball up to their setters uh, in, in good shape. Uh, they've got two good setters in Riley Noggle and Caitlin Tigges. Um, you know they. Don't have the you know the the Josie Ayala this year that's just going to go up and thump it, but they've got a bunch of really good hitters uh, up at the front, and if they can get settled in and serve receive well, Jeff and pass well, I think they'll they'll get by Storm Lake on Tuesday night and get that chance to go down and, and square off with North Polk on Thursday. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the couple times I've watched them, they don't look comfortable in their roles back there. Um, I saw some balls hitting the ground, not covering. Um, you know, hesitating. Uh, and it sounded like the other night that was gone. They were just flying around to the ball. And then at times you see them, and, boy, they can rally. They'll they'll dig balls left and right and really go. So I think if that team, that team that rallies and plays hard, just don't let the ball hit the ground and worry about whose ball it is later, um, if, they, if they go with that mentality, I think they're going to be really good. And then they at times struggle with the serve. Uh, you'll see them serving long and into the net. If they can, they can settle down, not have those errors, and just play – Solid volleyball tonight. It, they they should win fairly easily, uh, but if if they start having those errors and and this time of year that's when they show up. Uh, it's like a turnover in football. Um, it, it is very very costly and it's tough to overcome. That game tonight, by the way, on KKRL, 6.50 pregame, 7 o'clock uh, tip-off time, uh, for serve time, rather, with Jeff Blankman. And, of course, uh, cross-country. We don't want to forget about them. They're going to get to their postseason uh, on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Kemper runs on Wednesday uh, coming up. They'll head down to Glenwood, both the girls and boys. I think the boys have got a shot uh, to qualify as a team. Going to have to run really well uh, to do that. But I think they send Ryan North and Jacob Graving, Marie Day. 
should qualify uh, well uh, on the girls' side of things. And then uh, maybe Julia Canny also gets through. And then uh, Thursday um, is, is more state qualifying. Class 1A, Audubon, Coon Rapids, Baird, and Ike Manning go down to ACGC. All of those teams have some kids that are potential qualifiers or that should qualify. While East Sac County and South Central Calhoun in Class 2A will be heading down to Shenandoah coming up on Thursday night as well. And again, both of those teams, uh, ESAC boys have a chance to go as a team as well as both the program sending some individuals. I think we're going to get 10 or more kids or right around 10 kids to the state meet this year. So that'll be a lot of fun. That a record? Yeah, it would be if you don't take years where like a whole team goes. Uh, if we get 10 individuals, that would certainly be a record. All right, so we'll keep our eye on that. This is KCIM Sports Rewind. We're going to talk football playoffs next. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. You're listening to KCIM Sports Rewind. It's brought to you exclusively by St. Anthony Rehab Services. They've got an eight-week workout program that will get you in some of the best shape of your life. They are definitely going to test you. Any athlete who demands power and strength, you're going to get a great deal out of this. Give them a call, 794-5241. You can be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. Some teams have hit their off-season in the football uh, world uh, here. And once again, a lot of the, the teams under Class 3 and Carroll's class uh, have seen their season come to an end. A few are going to move on. Let's deal, first of all, with the two really big games on Friday night. That was the Carroll game and the Kemper game. Kemper, a chance to fight for that district title, unfortunately comes up short uh, against Underwood. Yeah, played a really good game. Um, jumped up 7 to nothing, then up 14-7, led 17-14 late in the third quarter, but uh, Underwood, we talked about it in the pregame. Uh, they were really big. Bunch of 270, 280-pound guys up front. Uh, Kemper used their speed early in the game to force a lot of three and outs by getting into the backfield and kind of getting that run game before it could start and getting a lot of pressure on the Ravelin kid Alex uh, in the passing game. Uh, the only points Underwood really had, even most of the game, was a lot of big plays. When they got Ravelin the time, he was able to go over the top of the Kemper defense to Josh Ravlin for uh, some big scores, but uh, um, the Kemper defense came out, played really well. The offense came out and just out physical them, which I don't think anybody anticipated just because of the size advantage for Underwood, but you could start to tell late third quarter and into fourth quarter, a lot of hands on the hips, um, you know, mm -hmm. and those type of things that you started to see that size begin to wear down. And Underwood in the first half, they surprised me a little bit. They struggled to run, so they chucked it a lot, and they're a team that likes to throw the football. But with their size advantage, you thought they would come out and just kind of try to run downhill. Well, they came out second half um, and ran downhill mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and were able to outscore it. And I think got that running game going and just kind of slowly wore the Knights down. Um, they got up 28-17. Kemper drove down. I know some people were like, why is he kicking a field goal here? You know, but, uh, you know, you had a little over a minute left. You're, you're outside of their 10. Uh, you know, you have no timeouts left, uh, you know, or not enough one. Um, so they took the points to cut it to 28-20, tried the onside kick, but Underwood recovered it and then just able to run out the yeah. clock. But a really good effort uh, from Kemper. Had a couple of touchdown passes dropped. 
Um, now, if you're Underwood, you're sitting here going, yeah, we turned the ball over three times deep in our own territory, and, and most of those weren't probably forced turnovers, just kind of bad decisions uh, and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I, if you're Underwood, I don't think you want to see Kemper before the Dome because uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to be real confident going in. Not that you're not going to be confident, but it's not one of those where you're like, yeah, this is an easy win. Uh, I, I think if you're Kemper, you proved to everybody that you deserve to be in the top five. Yeah, but if you're Underwood also, you, you remember that second half and how you Yes. How you were successful, and Jeff Honnold, uh, nothing like that size to wear you down in the late second half. Yeah, the only problem with that is if, uh, if Kemper hits those hits those catches uh, and uh, Underwood gets down, uh, can you use that size? You know, are you chasing? So if Kemper can get up fast, uh, that changes the whole game. But yeah, if you can if you can just use your will with size, that's that's a heck of a thing. And. So if you're Kemper, if you meet him again, you're you got to try to get up fast and get them chasing. Yeah, so they go in as the uh, district runner-up. They take on 4-4 four and four. Emmitsburg. This is yep. going to take place at Buena Vista. A beautiful field, by the way. And, uh, Jeff, you're going to have the call on that one. Yeah, looking forward to that. Myself, Doug Wanniger, will be up there on uh, Friday night. We'll have that on KKRL for everybody, 93.7. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I, I think Kemper's got a chance to really roll in that game. Uh, the biggest thing we'll have, you know, will be having dropped their first game of the year. They're suffering their first loss. How will they bounce back? Yep. Uh, Carroll Hyde needed to win at Sioux Center. Did not get it. The final 25 to nothing against Sioux Center. Yeah, down 13 to nothing in that game uh, late. Uh, had an opportunity uh, deep uh, in Sioux Center territory, unable to score. And then Sioux Center, uh, you know, marched down the field and, and punched it in. And then uh, Carroll High went for it uh, on a fourth and six from their own 20 late in the game. Didn't get it. And Sioux Center able to punch another one in late to make it look worse uh, than. Than what it was, but to 25 to nothing the final. There is the Tigers. Uh, their season not over. They host Sergeant Bluff Luton, but they're out of the playoff chase uh, and stuff, so they're not going to be uh, getting a game after this coming Friday. But uh, I mentioned it on Friday on the scoreboard show, Jeff, and uh, the Tigers' offense had been pretty good early, uh, but teams, I think, have kind of figured out maybe how to contain that running game a little bit. They've been shut out uh, the last two games, and that's probably the biggest area they're going to need to work on for this Friday. Yeah, everybody's going to load the box on them. Um, they know that they don't like to throw, uh, so you're going to get you're going to get everybody up by the line of scrimmage, and you're going to run. You're going to have to earn it. You're going to have to make some good blocks and and really go. But uh, Carroll's got to figure something out. You know, they they got to get some points on the board. It's, it's, you're not going to win if you put up a zero. Um, so you, you just check the Iowa offense. Either that or the defense has to score. So. Um, one one of the ways, but uh, you know, I really like the way this young team has played all year long. Uh, I think I think they've uh, proven they're much improved and and uh, really in all the ball games. So they're right there. They just gotta gotta figure out how to get over the hump and get some wins going. Yeah, I think missed opportunities. There were several wins out there Carol could have had and she probably should have had, yes. some would say, yeah. uh, that would totally have changed the story of the season. I think the Bishop Heelan game probably That's, that's the, the one that first one. comes to mind. Yep, yep. You get that win there, and Bishop Heelan had moved to 2-0 and with that win but has now dropped two straight. Um, so you, you, get that, you get that win there, and you don't let that one slip through the fingertips. You're still in the playoff chase. Even if you have dropped the last two weeks, you're still in the playoff chase.
All right, two more teams in the playoffs this Friday. Uh, East Sac County wins their final two games to capture that fourth spot in the district, so they're in. So is uh, Audubon, but uh, here comes the opponent in the first round. You're going to get uh, the district champions from elsewhere. Uh, so once again, uh, Audubon's got, uh, who's it, Remsen? St. Mary's. St. Mary's. Yep. Saint I mean, Mary's. talk about a uh, championship contender right there. Number one ranked team. Uh, been putting up a ton of points, just great athletically. Um, I heard somebody say something last night at the game I was at they were questioning uh, you know to somebody else they're like well if you look at strength of schedule they haven't really played anybody all year and it's like well that district better at the top Kingsley Pearson's a good ball club but when you're facing GTRA and Remsen St. Mary's and mm-hmm. New Alfonda you know sometimes your record's not going to be really good but yeah this this Remsen St. Mary's team Jeff you and I saw them at state baseball they've got so many athletes and they're big kids they're not you know five foot ten 140 pound athletes these guys are six two, 210 pounds athletes. They're, that's just a really good football team. Not saying the Wheelers don't have a chance, but uh, they're, they're taking on the number one ranked team, and they're number one for a reason. Yeah, they're 6'2 and run like a deer. I mean, these kids are these kids can run. Um, and, I, and, I, and I laugh when, when somebody says, that, look at their strength of schedule. This, this team is the strength of schedule. Um, they are the real deal. Uh, Ottoman's going to have to come up and play a perfect game. Um, and, and they can, but boy, that, that Remsen team, I mean, those athletes are, are something else, and they know how to win. I mean, they're used to winning, um, and that, that's, you know, we back in the day, they used to say winning's a habit, and it is. These guys kind of get into that Harlan mode where they're used to winning everything and, and expect to win, and, and uh, so they're going to make you earn it. Yeah, we've, we've talked about programs before, I, and we're not calling them out for this, but Van Meter uh, yep. and some of these, you know, they really feed off the metro areas that are close to them. Uh, we were just talking a little bit while Jeff was commenting, Jeff Blankman, uh, that they're not that close to Sioux City, so they're not picking up kids from there. I mean, they're still an hour away. Yeah, yeah, they, I don't know. Unless we something we don't know. Yeah, and that could possibly be. I just think that uh, the kids in that area um, – know that Remsen St. Mary's is successful in pretty much everything and just want to continue to go there. They've got good coaching. Um, they, I think their athletic director probably goes out and finds good coaches. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if you got a chance and you're good and you want to go play for somebody that's going to win, that's probably where you head if you're from that part of the state. And you can say the same thing for Newell Fonda. Success yes. in all these programs, their winning traditions, kids want to play there. And I think, and Jeff, you can you can throw in on this as well. But I think good ads hire good coaches and just have good. It, everything's just established to be able to win and to be successful. I think, and it, a lot of that starts with the ad and the administrations. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got to have a, a an administration that's going to support you. Um, you can be a good coach, but not get the help, and you're still going to struggle. And you can see it. You can see the, the good programs. You can see the ones that were bad, and all of a sudden they get a different AD, and things start picking up. And, and, and you see it in all sports. You, you see the, the AD finding good coaches and help it, having them cooperate, and the weight room gets better, and just everything goes together. And I think we've been blessed. We've got some really good ADs around here that have, that have helped us, uh, helped all the schools. Um, but, you know, you, you can look across the board, and you can, you can see those teams that struggle and struggle every year and it's not just the kids, not just the coaches. It, it starts at the top and works down. 
Yeah, and again, you find good coaches. Guess what? Everybody else knows they're good coaches too, and they're going to try to take them away from you. So uh, that's one thing they work against. Real quick, we got to talk about Eastsac County. They're in the playoffs as they battle at West Sioux coming up on Friday night. Yeah, and congratulations to Coach McCullough and all of those kids up there. We talked all year long about them being better than that record indicated because that schedule through the first six weeks of the season was murderers row, and and they bounced back, won their last two games, got a really nice twenty-one to sixteen win. The last two weeks in these wins, their defense has made stops late in the game to clinch these wins. Big interception from Luke Wright and then another one from Braden Burns last week uh, to seal the game. So they, they head up now uh, in that opening round of the playoffs uh, and, uh, you know, uh, they're going to go to West Sioux. I don't envy the drive. <laughs> I've been up there before when Ikea Manning went up there. That's a, that's a long drive, but uh, congrats to them. And then for South Central Calhoun, they're going to have to play a complete game. They, they played maybe one of their better games of the year against Belmont Clemmy uh, to wrap up the regular season, but uh, they get a Western Christian team that comes in 6-2, and two, ranked at number 11. Uh, and for the Titans, they're going to have to play their best game to go up there and, and pick up a win, and they're capable of that. They just haven't been consistent with that all season long. Yeah, you want to follow along with all the playoff action? Uh, best way to do that is download that mobile app. Go to CB Sports Network. Search that out in your app store. Download that. You'll have free access to all that great information that Jeff and Tyler and everybody put together for you there. So follow all the sports all the way through the playoffs and more. CB Sports Network is the brand new mobile app that you definitely want to have on your phone. And Jeff, or John, sorry, I know this is going to take a couple of minutes, but I need to run through all the kids invited here real quick to the All-Star festivities. All I'll right. do it quickly here as we wrap up the show for the football kids. Are we the Wade Regaler? Wyatt Regaler, Devin Ayers, and Emmett Newman from Audubon, Aaron Olson, Evan Alt, Gavin Larson, Cooper Nielsen, Edward Miller, and Mandy Beiswinger from Carroll, Jack White, Cooper Ludwig, Reese Zygmunt, Colton Whelan, Peyton Wardell, Taden Peterson, and Dominic Sims from Coon Rapids Bear, Lance Clayburg, Omarion Floyd, Wyatt Olson, Cal Hayden, Tyler Moore from Eastside County, Charlie Veit, Carter Ludwig, Luke Wernemont from Glen Ralston, Ethan Oberding, Jackson's Clenar, Alex Daniel, Emmett Snyder, and Kyler Ashide from Ikea Manning. Cooper Earlmeyer, Ben Langle, Nolan Kirkhoff, and Ben Ramsey from Kemper, DJ Vanami, Chris Moore, Logan Siebenhuller, Tay Vanami, Trevor Ryle, Ben Gherkin, Max Pedig, Evan Adams, Connor Hayes, Will Healy, and Tommy Fitzsimmons, and from South Central Calhoun, Gavin Bada, Keegan Sword, Nalen Goldbrunson, Chance Reeder, Dominic Kistler, and Brian Steig, along with Justin Hanks, our two coaches invited, our finalists for the Coach of the Year, Ryan Steinkamp of Kemper and Craig Rowetter of Carroll. Volleyball girls uh, from Arweva, Maggie Rick. Geller and Delaney Shirky uh, from Audubon, Maddie Nielsen, Addie Hooker, Audrey Jensen and Harlow Miller from Carroll, Shea Sennard, Olivia Rowetter, Riley Nago, Caitlin Tiggis and Cameron Shable from uh, Coon Rapids Baird, Gracie Johnson, Malia Clayberg and Lacey Davis from Eastsac County, Kenna Meyer, Kate Vondrack, Ad Addison Ehler, Mary Bondrager from Glenn Ralston, Vanessa Kaler, Lauren Holzing, Paige Clucky, Tyler Jansen and Addie Bell from ICAM Manning, Megan Williams and Kylie Powers from Kemper, Ashlyn Bading, Sophie Baiting, Casey Peter, Kaylee Simon, Franny Glenn, Macy Simon, Aubrey Hutton, and Lauren Bell from Peyton Chardan, Paige Teeples from South Central Calhoun, Riley Bata, Kiara Hammond, JC Gravy, Brenda McAllister, Kylie Schleitzman, and Alexa Hollum. And our two coaches that are finalists for our Coach of the Year invited Rusty Wintermond of Kemper and Mark Schaefer from South Central Calhoun. There you go. Those are all the kids invited to the uh, Rewind festivities uh, coming up on November the 6th at Carroll High School. And that is KCIM Sports Rewind.